0: New Steelers linebacker Marcus Golden spoke at the in the locker room after Tuesday's OTAs. We'll talk about what he said and how the Steelers defense puts together a strong season this year. All here and more on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders. Let's get into it.
1: You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
2: your team every day.
0: Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as all of our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers Podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And we're joined again by our friend Alan Saunders over at SteelersNow.com. Alan, how you doing, man?
1: good. I'm good. I got a couple of days off over the weekend. Um, I'm... I'm ready to go. I'm ready to talk some football. I'm excited. I'm uh, i I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. We got a new microphone that I think is going to work, and uh, I'm I'm just everything's good right now, Chris. Everything's good
0: everything's good well it seems like everything was good for Marcus Golden too because we finally got a chance to speak with him it was his first practice with the Steelers and as far as on a day that the media could see on a Tuesday and it was the second week of OTAs and he seemed rather chipper about his new team and also said it's you know it might, it might be his new team as far as playing for it but it's a team that he's followed and rooted for for years, he was Marcus Golden in the Steelers locker room on Tuesday. What's the right opportunity
2: for you. Uh, man, I've always been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I love the way they do things. I actually wanted to come here when I was coming out from uh, the draft years ago. I feel like now, but uh, just the defense being able to come here, to fly around. Uh, I know the history, rich history of linebackers here, flying around making plays, and I wanted to come be a part of that. And um, of course, I know a couple of people on the team. And Denzel, he here, Denzel Martin, coach outside linebacker, coach. uh, we grew up together, I can say, because me and him was college roommates. So it felt good to be able to reunite with him. Did you have a
0: relationship with Mike Tomlin coming out of the draft? Did you meet him in yes. the process? Yes, I
2: did. I actually got to have uh, dinner with him uh, back at, at Mizzou when he came and visited for Pro Day. So, yeah, uh, and we kept in c- contact a little bit. Every time we played each other, i say what's up to him, or some or tell Denzel to tell him I said what's up. So I'm happy to be here with him. How much can you help this defense? I can do whatever any way their team want me to help. I can help a lot of ways. Whatever I, I need to come here and do, whatever the coaches need me to do, I'm going to come here and be a part of that and help and uh, add to that and uh, be able to help the team win. How much does
0: it help having a guy like TJ and Alex out there,
2: too? Yeah, that's a lot, man. Those guys, man, you know you get to watch guys playing in the NFL. We play the same team. So I watch those guys a lot, man. They some dogs, and uh, I, fit, I fit right in with that, man. I fit right into the D-line room. I'm going to be ready to get out there and hunt with
0: so Marcus Golden seemed very excited on a number of levels. One, he always liked the Steelers. He later talked about James Harrison, Mark Woodley, and all those guys, uh, and how that was, a, that was a group that he grew to root for with the team. But then also just how he appreciated them during the draft process. Yet again, another example of Mike Tomlin in the Steelers' front office doing their due diligence – of talking to players even if they don't get them and and, ha- and setting good tones with them. And now here they are many years later for when Marcus Golden came out in the draft. I believe he was the second-round pick for the Cardinals. And then and years later saying, hey, I'm I'm down to join the Steelers. He also talked about how he was excited to play with T.J. Watt and excited to play with Alex Highsmith. And even brought up, you know, bringing back in Patrick Peterson, you know, the fact that they used to be teammates. And, you know, you heard Denzel Martins there. But it, it just it goes into something that I think we've talked a lot about this offseason, Allen, and that's all the puzzle pieces that they're putting together, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're changing a bunch of starters. Their linebackers are going to be new. They ha- they needed a new third-edge rusher. Um, they You know, they, Terrell Edmonds is gone, so they need a new safety. Their cornerback room is going to look different. But it seems like they're finding, all finding guys, at least how they're talking to us, guys that look like they could be good fits for who they are. And it seems like also Marcus Golden, at least from what we, ta- we talked to him, is, is a content is, is perfectly
1: fine with being the third guy, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a little bit different situation. Everybody kind of compares it to uh, the Melvin, Melvin Ingram, you know, situation. Highsmith is now sort of established as a guy. I mean, he had 14 and a half right. sacks. Nobody thinks that he's not going to be the starter, he wasn't not going to be the starter then, but apparently, Melvin Ingram didn't have that in his mind. I, I mean, I think it's clear. Uh, what Marcus golden was signing up for. Uh, I think when you look at his results last year especially like you know he probably wasn't gonna get an offer to be a lot more than that maybe he could have been in a number three with a team with a little bit of less settled situation at one and two but it's not like someone was gonna go hand him a starter after um, some pretty pedestrian numbers last year, uh, two and a half sacks right like so um, I think this is a good fit for everyone. I think what Marcus golden does well, uh, fits really well with what the Steelers needed out of that position, um, and he seems like a guy that's happy to be here. And to me, those are kind of the big boxes you got to check when you're looking for you know a, a rotational player, a, a backup, or a number three outside uh, a linebacker.
0: I'm I'm right with you there. You you this is a guy that fits that I think that that role not only as a talent wise, but also you know wants and needs wise. You know the, the stage of his career that he's in. Melvin Ingram, I think, very was. Uh, in the in the place where he wanted to be able to 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 show everyone that hey I'm still a starter in the NFL Marcus Golden I think you he, he, he hear it he's okay with that role like you said Alex Highsmith back then was a second year player who people were hoping. Would evolve into the player that he is now, and uh, Nike said now he is that established player. There's not there's not a guy coming in thinking, oh yeah, I'm just going to be able to bump him out of his out, out of his spot. And, and who knows? Maybe it was because, as I recall, Melvin Ingram said all the right things leading into before he you know ended up you know kind of forcing his way out of Pittsburgh. So this could all change in a few months like it did back then. But I I, I get the impression it won't. But even and if it doesn't. I think the Steelers was, you know, finding the, finding Marcus Golden, the right kind of fit to get some depth there. They have found a lot of depth in a lot of places. And the big question now, Alan, is have they have, have have they done their their due diligence so far as far as filling in the holes that were on this defense that you were looking at when this offseason process began?
1: I think they've done a really nice job of it. You know, I think Golden really brings a lot to the table. Um that they didn't have right he's an experienced edge rusher you know, if you look at you know the other options they have there two guys i really like in Nick Herbig and DeMarvin Leal but neither of them are really you know entrenched in that position I, I, we're not really sure what's going to happen with them going forward um you know Marcus Golden has pl- played outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense last year that's very similar to Pittsburgh's defense and we'll do that again this year and 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 you know Move in very smoothly. He's pretty good against the run. we we'll talk about the low sack totals, but if you look at the pass rush win rate, he was beating his guy. Um, you know, pass rush is a team game, right? You got to have, you know, more than one player that a team is afraid of. Uh, I don't think my Jay Sanders is a guy that was really, you know, putting fear into teams on the other side of him. Obviously they had to deal with JJ Watt, but that's more of an internal thing, you know, on in the inside of the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Arizona's secondary was good enough to get the quarterback to hold on to the ball long enough to, uh, you know, to to have to to deal with some things. So, you know, I think their their whole kind of defense was falling apart on a number of different levels. And so, I think Golden is really a, an opportunity to be a kind of diamond in the rough guy for the Steelers. I could see him getting, you know, eight, maybe even closing in on double-digit sacks, like, that really wouldn't surprise me. I think he could have a really good year. Could be a bounce-back year for his career. He's getting up there, but, he you know, he's 31. He could get one more more good contract if he has a solid year from this. And so I think it makes a lot of sense for, for both sides. And that experience just gives them a guy that if we go down the road where we see another T.J. Watt injury or there's a Highsmith injury, one of those guys has to miss extended time, you know, If you need 10 plays, I think DeMarvin Leal is great and and, and Nick Herbig is great. But if you need somebody to go start a game or two or three or seven, like we saw last year, I think they've significantly uh, improved their ability to do that with having Marcus Golden. Do they fill every hole, I mean, down to the tiny bits? No. I mean, there's still lots I'm not real sure about as we sit here, you know, start of June. But um, I I think they did a really nice job of, of taking care of the big pieces. I agree with that. They took care of the big pieces, but can they take care of the big teams?
0: We'll talk about that more in the next segment here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Built Bar. Built Bar is, of course, the number one protein bar in America. If you haven't tried it, you need to get on it right now because Built Bar is going to be the protein bar that gets you all of the taste but gets rid of the fat and the calories if you're trying to stay on a good diet. And that's where Built Bars come in special because they're covered in 100% real chocolate and they can come packed in all these different flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, brownie batter, all these cookies and cream, all these different uh, flavors available to you from Built Bar and you can get them again when you're getting them. You're getting 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar but packing 17 grams of protein. Those are extremely low numbers on the bad stuff and really high numbers on the good stuff. Get you some Built Bars right now. You can go to Built.com or you can go to your local Walmart and Sam's Club and pick some up right right, right at the store. If you go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section look for four bar boxes of of built bars with flavors of cookies and cream double chocolate and coconut puffs or if you go to sam's club you can grab 13 bar boxes with flavors like brownie batter and tro. trust me we can try built bars you'll be thanking me later because built bars are the best protein bars in america Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, want to talk to you about this, and it's a question that I think we're going to keep asking throughout the offseason because it's not one that's going to get answered until we see the season you know, go through it, but... The Steelers' defense, as it's currently constructed, not if they add Quan Alexander or something else like that or make a trade for Buda Baker or...
1: Convince JJ Watt to come out of retirement.
0: Exactly, all the things that are just said on social media. But let's see, as they are constructed right now, is this a defense that the Steelers could use to hang with the big boys in the NFL? When I mean big boys, I do mean the guys, the teams that are at the, that are at the top of the league, you know, we talk about the Chiefs, we talk about the Eagles, we talk about the Bengals, we talk about the Bills. But all of among all those teams that we're mentioning there, the Steelers on their schedule as it is really only have to play one of them twice in the Bengals. Now there can always be risers. You know, the Forty Nine ers are still going to are still going to be a problem. The Jaguars could be a team that rises and catches some teams off guard. You never know what the Seahawks or the Ravens. they You know, there could be teams like that. But is this team as it's constructed, especially this defense? Is this a team that can hang with the big boys like that and not get blown out like they did against the Bills and the Eagles this past season?
1: Yeah. And through that second game against Cincinnati in there too, right? 35 points or more in all three of those games. Um, you know, I think you have to look at the things that happened in that, in that, the, that season, right? And You know, the Steelers had multiple injuries in the secondary. Akella Witherspoon missed almost the entire year. Minka was banged up. Terrell Edmonds was banged up a little bit. Uh, Levi Wallace was banged up, I believe. You know, they had a number of guys in and out of the lineup. That Bills game, I think you and I were fourth and fifth on the depth chart at corner by the end of it. Uh, You know, and and so, and of course, no T.J. Watt. So, you know, man, like I'd really like to see how that 2022 defense would have been able to hang with those big boys if we actually got to see the 2022 defense yeah as we would have been talking about it at the beginning of June uh actually go do it i think they're i think they've gotten better um injuries will be the the, the thing that we won't know and even we won't even know that until we see how this team goes at the beginning of the season i'm i'm still there's still some places I'm not real sure about. I'm not real sure about their slot cornerback ability. Think about a game like the Cincinnati Bengals, and like, do they have who's their guy for Tyler Boyd? I, I don't really think I know what that answer is. And if one of their guys for either Jamar Chase or T. Higgins is going to be rookie Joey Porter Jr., I think there's going to be some some tough moments there. Before, look, I think this is a good pick. He's going to be a good player, but. Uh, rookies don't thrive in that environment. Let's just say no. that, like that's that's not where I want any of them, let alone you know a second round pick. Like that's that's probably going to be a tough deal. And so, like, are they the best defense? No. Uh, can they give their team a chance to win every game? Yeah, probably. Like there, there's going to be some games where they need that's that second Cincinnati game is a really good example. Like the Steelers lose that game 30-37. That's the only game all year they scored 30 points they needed to like, they're gonna yeah. need, you, you can't you can't hold every team to, to 25 points like that's right. not gonna happen you, you know th- there's gonna be some games where the defense is gonna need some help um, that might be one of them. I think they've gotten a lot better. I think they have sp- very specifically if you kind of look back at some of those other games maybe not those three that we I just mentioned but some of the other games that they lost like that Ravens game at home, um, and the Patriots game where they really struggled to stop the run late in those games to give their offense a chance to get back on the field. Um, I think they really fixed those games. Like it feels like they went out and fixed those problems and said, okay, here's how we're going to go. New nose tackling Keanu Benton, uh, you know, increased depth at, at outside linebacker, completely changing the inside linebacker room, bringing in a safety in Keanu o'Neill who's a run stopping specialist giant 63 cornerback to put on the outside like feels like those problems are solved uh do i like him against the chiefs and the bills no i don't like anybody against the chiefs and the bills right. uh, let's let's see how they do when uh, when they roll the ball out though yeah, I think that's the bottom line. Is that you still
0: don't? You just got to see how they do when they match match, match up with players. But uh, and, and these are also two Chiefs and Bills teams that also aren't done adding themselves. There's, the rumors are flying around that both are the front runners to get DeAndre Hopkins. And good lord, I can't imagine DeAndre Hopkins adding more to those offenses. But back to the point, I, I look at how the Steelers are constructed right now. And I see reliable cornerback play from at least two veterans. If Joey Porter Jr. jumps in and is great, awesome. But, but I don't think he necessarily has to be. Both their, their starting guys can hold down the fort. They're not going to lock down people, but I think they're going to be guys that make sure, hey, we're not going to give up the big play. We're not going to get completely overmatched. We're going to be on our P's and Q's. Throughout games, you've got a, the best safety in football, in my opinion, in Minka Fitzpatrick. You've got maybe the best pass rushing duo, uh, edge rushing duo between T.J. Watt and Alex Tysmith. And you got a, a, a very formidable defensive front with Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, and the potential of having a, uh, a Keanu Benton or a Braden Fajoko or Armin Watts, whoever plays that, that sort of knows in between those guys when they're on 3-4 or just comes off the bench when they want to run with two interior guys uh, you know, units like that in some of those nickel packages. But all in all, I just I look at this and I think that as like you said, as long as they're healthy, I think this is a defense that takes on the big dogs. And like you said, they can't win every week. The the two thousand four and five and all, like the mid two thousands defenses of the Steelers didn't win every week. There were days where they needed the offense to, to to light it up on occasion. But that's just it. If it's on occasion and they just don't allow it to happen. I think this can be a year where this defense is a top-five unit in the NFL, and I think this is a year where the defense could be the factor that wins them a lot of games. And when I mean a lot, I mean 10 or more. I, I, and I think that, you know, yeah, there's again, there's going to be games where Kenny Pickett and the offense is going to have to carry their fair share of the load. But by and large, especially with the schedule that they have up here, and I'm going to pull this schedule up just so everyone can see it as I'm talking about it you know, you're talking about offensive juggernauts, you know, you don't know what the, you know, you don't know what some of these teams are going to be, but the, the the one that really stands out is just playing the Bengals twice as far as juggernauts from last year. And sure, the Browns, who knows what they'll be with Deshaun Watson, uh, the Ravens, maybe they're better with the new offensive coordinator and Lamar Jackson, getting some, some better receivers. Uh, you know, who knows what Jordan love will be. There's, there's questions like that all throughout the schedule. But to me, I think these these are situations that you know the Steelers can handle, and, and the as far as the Bengals, yeah, sure. Like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to just put Joey Porter Jr. on Jamar Chase and just have him follow him all over the place, but that's not what they'll probably do. And the Steelers, like most team divisional teams in the NFL, usually play their divisional points very well they usually hang right with them and they either they either beat them or they are they, they take them to the mat and they say hey we gave this a good shot just like they did to the Bengals in the first game and beating them and the Bengals
1: in the second game and coming and keeping it real close i think the big thing that i'm maybe the least sure about is will they be able to replicate the turnover success this defense had last good question. Good question. year
0: good question. 23
1: picks i mean a lot of those came from Guys that you think or 23 turnovers, I'm sorry. A lot of those came from guys that you think should be able to repeat those performances. Some other guys, um, you know, may, maybe not so much, like is Levi Wallace, another four interception guy. Obviously, they'll lose three when they lose Cam Sutton. Uh, where do those come from, if not those guys? And then, you know, is that a sustainable pace? I think that's a question mark. Um what, what's how's the impact of Brian Flores leaving going to be on, on this unit? You know, I think we saw them do some nice things schematically last year. Or, or, are we going to be able to see that again? Uh, how much did that play into their success with turnovers? So I think there's still some question marks. Uh, but as far as things that could have been done by now, I, I you know I think they've done a really nice job.
0: I hear you on that. I want to talk to you about though about some of the guys that maybe people aren't talking about who could take steps up on this defense this year. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders. We'll be right back right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, every year there is a Steelers defender, and there's players in general, but a Steelers defender who steps up and becomes a better player than they were before, or a guy who is a new factor to the defense that changes the dynamics of things and gives them an extra asset here? And I think ne- last year you could categorize Larry Ogunjobi in that fashion. You could categorize Demonte KZ in that fa- in that fashion. Maybe a little bit of Demarvin Leal when he was healthy because he was he was a, a good rookie addition here. But who do you think are the best better bets to rise? as far as players young or young, young or old who will change the dynamics of the defense and be the, maybe be part of the factors, they can't I don't think that any of these new guys will be the biggest factors with the stars that are on the defense already, but maybe be the be, be some significant factors in them being one of the better defenses in the
1: NFL. I think as far as like a guy that was on the team last year that has more to give than we saw, a guy you just mentioned, Larry Oganjobi You know, mm. I thought he was pretty good last year. I don't think Larry had a bad year. Um, but, you know, one and a half sacks, I think he can be a lot better than that. Seven tackles for a loss. Like, I think he could double that. Um, I, I think he, you know, coming off that injury, coming to a new team, Had a mixed up offseason. Didn't really. Wasn't even on the team yet until after minicamp. uh, Didn't you know? Wasn't a full participant in training camp. Now they've got a full offseason with Larry. He's already got the whole. And it was coming from a scheme that is not similar to what the Steelers do at all. And so I think a whole offseason with this team. I you know uh, now a whole year removed from his injury. I think he could be a really good player for them. Like I think he could be a lot better than he was last year. And not to say he was bad, but I think he could be a real impact player, in ter- especially in terms of those splash plays, the sacks, the TFLs, batting down passes, those kind of things uh, that you want to see from an interior lineman. I, I, I don't think he was bad, but I didn't think we saw enough splash from him last year compared to what he's done the rest of his career. But I, I'm pretty confident uh, that he can get that back. As far as a new addition – And not enough people are talking about how good Patrick Peterson was last year. I understand that the number next to his age on the back of his football cards is 33. The man was a Pro Bowl snub last year. He should have been a Pro Bowler. He was one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL last season. Um, It looks like the Steelers are going to do some scheme things that are similar to what Minnesota was doing last year, putting him in some of those same positions when he had five interceptions and 15 pass breakups. Yes, please. If you're thinking about what I just said in the last segment, like where do these turnovers come from? Uh, it's Pappy. That's what. That's where they need to come from. And uh, and I think we're really, I think Steelers fans have honestly under underrated what this guy can contribute. Like I'm already sick of the like, oh, he's a mentor and he's funny and he's good at the. The dude is a great ball player right now, still. And uh, and I think I think we're gonna see it.
0: That would be interesting if he could if he could do similar to what he did last year just with ball production. Mike Fitzpatrick tied the NFL for the most interceptions in the season with six, along with C.J. Card- Gardner Johnson and Tariq Woolen and Justin Simmons. But right with that next group of guys was Patrick Peterson with five, as as you mentioned, and the potential of Damonte K.Z. maybe getting some more time to play there. You could have on your hands three veterans who are adept at getting to the football and Levi Wallace also was able to get the, get his hands in the football. You know, part of your questions as far as can the defense, you know, be able to t- be do some of the things they did last year and take steps forward, the turnovers being in question there. Maybe it's not that big of a question because they've all found guys, you know, Terrell Edmonds, as good as he was at t- at matching up with various types of offensive weapons, he was not an interceptor, never yeah. was just, wasn't his thing at one point his brother Trey Edmonds who played on the punt team had more interceptions than him that was like how bad it was at at times when it came to intercepting again Terrell Edmonds did a lot of really good things but just wasn't the turnover man and you looked at some of the other guys that they've had in there but I I think that with these group of guys and a healthy T.J. Watt because let's let's not forget a healthy T.J. Watt changes the trajectory of last season and like you said the balance of you know guys not getting to the quarterback and guys versus guys not holding up in coverage it it helps each other out i think this could be a great blend of turnover creators in the secondary and turnover creators at the line of scrimmage that could make this defense one of the most dynamic in the nfl and back to my point in the second segment could make them a factor to hang with some of the big boys if they're creating those
1: turnovers in the big games Yeah, I mean, I think the turnovers will be big. And and that's how they're going to have – but that's how you have to defend guys like Allen and Burrow and Mahomes. Like, you can't stop them from doing their job. You have to turn them over, at least some. And I think they've done, um, you know, pretty good. Like I said, I I like the personnel that they've put in the places to be able to do those jobs. The question will be just does it all fit together and does it work? Does the pass rush get there often enough that – you know they can; they, 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 those uh, ball happy defensive backs can take advantage. Does the run defense play well enough that they get teams in uncomfortable down distances? Where then the pass rush, you know, and, and and do we see a schematic defense that looks as good as the one we saw last year with Brian Flores involved? Still some question marks out there, but man, I mean, I think the the personnel is is a really good fit so far.
0: I think so, too. I'll give you two guys who I think could be huge step-ups step this year for the Steelers as far as as far as far helping them and guys who could rise the, on the defensive side of the ball. And they're both the same position. DeMarvin Leal and Keanu Benton. I think there's not going to have to be a lot of pressure on these guys to be creators in the turnover department because I think everyone else is going to be doing that. But if these guys stick to their jobs – and are solid fillers. They help against the run and occasionally get after the passer. And they bring that kind of depth so that Larry Ogunjobi and Cam Cam Hayward can come off the field and you're not stressing thinking like, ah, crap, if they run right at it, it's over, uh, because that has happened to the Steelers in recent past. I think that could be a huge key to making this defense truly dangerous because if an offensive line is – you know, usually the offensive line is the group that's doing the beating up because they're the, they're the group that's out there. They dictate the pace of of the game. They're pushing you around, and then the defense is tired by the late in game. But if you have a great rotation of guys, guys who can come in, and not all of them be elite, but some of them be above average uh, to back up the elite guys, which is what I think could happen with the Steelers' defensive front. I think you have yourself a situation where the Steelers are, are the team are the defensive front that's beating up opposing offensive lines, wearing them down, making them tired, and then in the fourth quarter when games are the, at the most uh, you know needing to be grabbed, I think that that's when you can see a more rested Cam Hayward and Larry Jovi and T.J. Watt and Alex Smith coming in, getting after guys, and that being some some of the biggest factors in the games this season. I
1: like their depth. I think you know there there aren't too many guys maybe inside linebackers like one spot where like maybe they could add another guy slot corner maybe is the spot they could add another guy but man I, I do like their depth uh, I like their rotation guys and I I like the idea that they could be a defense that can can go pretty deep into games and rotate personnel and and go deep into a season we got an early bye week uh, you know, they're going to need to be able to keep guys fresh through that long run from week seven to 17. And so uh, I think they're pretty well positioned to do that stuff, man. I, I really do. I think, they're, I think they're in good shape.
0: I think they could be in really good shape too. Depth, starters, veteran experience, and, and young hopeful guys who I think could take steps up. Lots of good things here on the defense. He's Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com. Alan, we always thank you for coming on the show and sharing your insights and perspectives. Let people that can find you, follow you, get more of your work.
1: At Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGH Steelers now for all my stuff, Nick Faribault, everybody else at the site, and SteelersNow.com. Check it out, all kinds of good stuff there from OTAs, and we'll keep that rolling through minicamp, and then uh, get ready, man. St. Vincent's coming up.
0: Absolutely. It's crazy to think, but June is literally tomorrow. And after June comes July, and at the end of July, come St. Vincent College and the start of Steelers training camp. Thank you, Alan, again for joining joining me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Thank you all for joining us here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, whether you listen to us on your favorite podcasting app or you watch this on YouTube, like this video if you enjoyed it, subscribe to this channel to get all of your daily updates and daily episodes on your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll be back tomorrow with a Thursday episode on the Locked On Steelers podcast. We plan to have Noah Strackbine on. Should be a fun one after another day of OTAs. We'll see you then right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.